Be sure to check out the amazing merch we have on Teespring at POTN Official Store. Link provided in the description. Yeah, you know. It's your boy. <laughs> yeah. I listen. I started out on the pavement Bet you thought I wouldn't make it Wondering why you ain't did it? Cause you only work in that day shift Yeah, success is contagious We winners on regular basis A lot of y'all getting mad, huh? Like how we do it from the basement I ain't been getting no sleep uh, Lately I'm playing for keeps uh, Lately I'm out on these streets Been talking to God and welcome back to another episode of the Potent Podcast, a podcast dedicated to all people and motivating all of you listeners to go that one step further in your lives. I am your host, Takura, and today I am joined by a very good friend of mine who I've known for a very short time, but a very valuable time. I'd like to introduce you all to Chloe. Chloe, thank you for coming on the show. Oh, thank you for having me. Hi. Yeah, nice to have you on the show. It's, I know it's a, it's a new experience, but I'm pretty sure it's an experience you'll enjoy, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people listening in will love what you have to say oh thank you i hope so fingers crossed always positive mindset positive mindset so we'll jump straight into it you know and you now i'd like you to tell our listeners a, a little bit about yourself you know tell us where you're from what you're currently doing and what you get up to in your free time yeah so i'm from middlesbrough which is where i'm currently based and i'm a trainee counseling psychologist so i'm currently going into my third year of the doctorate in my free time there's quite a lot of things i like to do really I really like the outdoors. I love exploring and, and getting out and about. I think it's really good for my mental health to just be surrounded by greenery and, and nature. And I enjoy spending time with loved ones, friends, family, my boyfriend. And I, I really enjoy reading and I, I don't do an awful lot of reading, but I'm currently reading a book called The Power by Rona Byrne. And the idea is that the kind of energy that you give out is what you receive. So if you think quite positively, you're more likely to lead a positive life is basically the idea behind the book, which I think is really, I think there's some good ideas in there. It makes sense, really. Um, and some of the ideas kind of correspond with some therapeutic models. So I guess if you think about it, if you're thinking really negatively about the job you have, for example, and you wake up on a morning and you think, oh, I can't be bothered going to work today. You know, the likelihood is that you're then going to feel quite down in the dumps and unmotivated. So you might get to work and you might not bother saying hello to your colleagues and you might not bother doing the task that was meant to be done by the end of the week. And I guess as a result of that, you might then end up being sacked or told off by your boss, which is obviously then going to make you feel worse. So that kind of creates this negative cycle where I guess if you think positively about your job and you think, you know, I'm going to have a really good day today. I'm, I'm excited to see so-and-so, like one of your work colleagues. Or you think, you know, I'm really excited to get that task done. Then you're more likely to go there feeling motivated and upbeat, which I guess then is likely to make you more productive and, and get your work done to a really good standard and be all smiley and friendly with your colleagues, which I guess then increases your chances of getting that promotion or a raise or, you know, just positive feedback from your boss and the people you work with. So I guess the idea of kind of you get back what you receive, it does make sense. The only thing I would say about this type of book is, is not to take it too literal because I wouldn't want people to think that 
you know, if something bad happens in their life, it's because they've had negative thoughts. You know, I, I don't believe that we've kind of got that much power over our circumstances. And I guess it doesn't matter how many positive thoughts you have. It doesn't necessarily mean you can then prevent every bad thing from happening. You know, and the same is true for the reverse. I don't think that if you have negative thoughts, it necessarily means that kind of everything's going to fall apart around you. But I do think it's a good read and I think it's a good idea that's behind it. I think people could probably learn quite a lot from it. Awesome. That's a brilliant intro there and it's well in depth. I can see you already encompass one of the values of POTN, which is positivity there. You know, having a positive outlook on life can help you in your circumstances. And like you said, you know, in, in some cases we can't control everything and some things may not go our way, but it's our perspective that needs to remain intact. And that's what helps us push through. I really like that. And you're really passionate about, you know, that spectrum of thinking and, and becoming a counsellor and a psychologist per se. You know, would you say that is your passion, the number one thing that drives you and you want to do going forward? Or do you have any other passions as well? Yeah, I mean, definitely one of my passions is definitely helping people and, and trying to help them lead the, the best lives possible. Not just in my professional life, but I think in my personal life too, I think we should all be aiming to empower one another and help each other out you know we're all in this together and I think even just small things just smiling at a stranger or paying someone a compliment or you know helping someone if they're struggling I'm passionate about that I'm passionate about us all being kind to one another I think one of my other main passions is animals I'm absolutely animal mad I just adore all creatures you know like I won't even kill a fly even if it you know bugging me and it's you know I want it to go I couldn't bring myself to kill anything I just love animals my cat actually brings in mice sometimes and if they're alive I actually nurse them back to health before releasing them (laughs) like some people might be a little bit scared of mice but they're actually so cute and I just couldn't sit back and and not intervene and try and help so yeah animals are is another big passion of mine and I think kind of following on from that equality as well um I'm a big believer in equality for all people and for animals as well I think that you know kind of I'm not particularly religious but I kind of think you know we're all God's creatures kind of thing and we should be you know loving and respecting every living breathing creature on the earth so and kind of more specific to people I think that everyone deserves equality and respect and kindness regardless of their characteristics or whether they have whether they're different to us whether they have different opinions you know I, I do believe that everyone deserves respect Absolutely. Absolutely. I can't disagree there. You know, it's a good way to look at things because it helps you keep a balanced perspective and not have a bias because you're keeping yourself open minded and you're taking on board other people's opinions. And in some cases like that, you know, you learn from what other people have to say, because obviously they look at things in a different light compared to you. And you can pick up something new that you can add to yourself as well. And you get that extra dimension, which is quite important for personal growth as well going forward. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think, I guess that makes me think about when I'm debating with people. I love a a healthy, respectful debate because it does help you to kind of, you know, consider alternative perspectives and it helps you to grow and and develop. And yeah, I think it's really important to consider other people's points of view, even if you don't necessarily agree with them. It's important to try and understand why people think that way and respect that, you know, people do have difference of opinions absolutely so you know to add on to that you know who would you say has inspired you and made a positive impact on you um 
do you know what? I think it sounds a little bit cringy, but I think my mum, actually, my mum works, she works in a school and she worked at the school that I went to, um, my secondary school. And I feel as though she's someone who's very approachable and I'm aware that there's a lot of students and you know, even friends of mine who have felt that they can talk to my mum and, and confine in her and, you know, turn to her if they're needing some support. And I think that that's inspired me. I'd like to think that I'm someone who people can come to and talk to. And I think, you know, I'd like to think that people see me as being non-judgmental and open-minded and I think that that's how my mum is as well so I think she has inspired me in that respect and I think um you know my placement for my course is actually working with young people and obviously it's it's a different relationship so my mum's a teaching assistant and it's a different relationship to what she would have with students but I still think you know it's important to be somebody who is approachable and who is non-judgmental and who doesn't you know look down the nose at people or, or think they're above anyone or you know I think you know particularly thinking with age I think it can be quite difficult for older people to relate to younger people and vice versa but I think it's important to remember kind of how we felt at that age if that makes sense so I think you know I can remember sometimes when I was in school older people would be like oh well what have you got to worry about you know you're only young you're you're just doing a few exams and blah 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 and I think that's really unhelpful and I think it's important to recognize that you know young people do have a lot of difficulties and obviously regardless of age as well everybody's experiences are different and everybody can deal with things differently and I don't know if I'm going off on a bit of a tangent now but yeah I guess my mum's inspired me to be approachable and empathetic and somebody that people can talk to all right. No, no, I don't think you we went off topic there. I agree. And like from your statement, I think it's it's important to realize that, you know, everyone's at a different stage and everyone's facing different battles. So, you know, it's it's important that we don't dismiss somebody of their challenges just because their challenges don't look as big to us as it is for them. It's it's important for us to say, okay, you know, we embrace that and we provide that supporting atmosphere where we say to them, Okay, what are we gonna do? What are you gonna do? to help yourself overcome that that's the most important thing than you know demoralizing the person and saying you can't have problems just because you're in secondary or something like that I think you know everyone everyone goes through challenges you know and even at that stage because you know in high school you're going through adolescence you're going through transition from being a child to being a teenager to being an adult so you're, you're seeing things and you're learning things about yourself you never knew before and you're encountering things that you've never encountered where somebody older has gone through that already but you know I, I like that you you have a mindset that you want to give people a voice, a platform to speak for themselves and be there for people who want somebody to talk to or need to reach out for support and help, which is is really, really important in the world today. We need more people like you. Right. So I guess the next thing I'll I'll go, you're going to say something. I I was just going to say, I think you summarized that really well. What you said, I think that that really summed it up. Yeah. All right, cool, cool, cool. All right, so we'll move on. What experience have you gone through that has shown you that there's still positivity in the world and in people? Yeah, so I I wouldn't actually say it's a a personal experience as such, but I was actually thinking about the solidarity and cohesion that's been seen since the murder of George Floyd. And obviously that was horrific, but the response, I think, has really restored my faith in humanity. I think it really demonstrates that people from all different walks of life, you know, the majority have got good intentions and kind hearts and they do want to speak out about things that they're passionate about. And, you know, it's been nice to see people come together 
even during a, a global pandemic, just to see that that solidarity and, and cohesion, I think it's been really uplifting just to know that most people really are good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I agree. I think in situations like that, you know, for me as well, like uh, being a person of color, for, for me, it was tragic to look at. And I needed a week to process what I'd seen because it was quite graphic and quite horrific. But the response from people really, really, like you said, shows that, you know, there's still humanity out there. People want equality. They want justice. People are tired of being bullied. So it's one of those where you're looking at you're looking at what happened and the people who did it are like the bullies and people who've gone through bullying don't want to see anyone else get bullied as well. So it's a really good that people have come together and united and it does show that there's a lot of solidarity and a lot of belief in humanity. And it was global as well, which is fantastic to see that the whole world responded to it, not just in America, it was global and it, it makes a massive difference. It makes a massive difference. Yeah, I totally agree. All right. So, you know, moving on from that, you know, we'll move on to the next section. You know, can you tell our listeners how you've overcome challenges you faced? Yeah, so I think I think hard work and determination has definitely been a couple of things that have helped me to, to overcome challenges. And I think also honesty, I think being honest with yourself and with others when, you know, you are struggling and, you know, things maybe haven't gone as planned. And um, kind of one of the things that I'm thinking of is, in my first year of college I actually didn't get the the grades that I wanted and you know I held my hands up to that when I when I realized the grades that I'd got you know I didn't blame the teaching I didn't blame the marking I didn't try and make an excuse I held my hands up and I said do you know what I've spent way too much time socialising and partying and not enough time studying. And that's obviously been reflected in my grades. And then how I overcame that was to work twice as hard in my second year and resit them exams that I'd maybe not done so well on. And it paid off. So I guess, you know, that that hard work and determination, but also, you know, being honest with yourself and, and saying, you know, I could have done better and I will. And I think it's important to have a positive attitude as well, Um, you know, life isn't always very easy but I think it's it's important to try and see the positives and things and I think it's also important to remind yourself of why you're doing whatever it is that you're doing I know with the profession that I'm going into it can be very challenging at times but I think to remind yourself of the end goal kind of motivates you to keep on going and I also think it's important to ask for help sometimes when you're struggling you know that could be practical help or it could be you know some emotional support you might want to speak to somebody about how you're feeling and that might you know help you to overcome some of them challenges no i agree i agree yeah i guess the first step in any challenge is admitting that okay in this current moment it wasn't my best moment but you're already looking to overcome that and say you know what, i'm going to bounce back from this and come back even stronger i think i've had numerous experiences of that so you're not alone that when the grades come back and you, it's not what you're expecting and it hits you in the face and you build yourself up after that because you've kind of kicked you up and woken you up that you know this is the reality and you need to pick things up if you want to get where you're supposed to get yeah exactly you know on, on that you know and you know you've mentioned that you have to be hard working you have to be real with yourself you have to be honest you know what do you think is the most valuable thing about failure 
Yeah, I think the most valuable thing about failure is that the lessons that you learn from it, I think that without failure, you wouldn't develop and grow. And, you know, the kind of examples that I'm thinking of is when I've had meetings and when I've had interviews in the past and I've gone to them and thinking that I'm totally prepared, you know, and these are going to go really well. And then perhaps it kind of hasn't gone as well as as I expected it to. That's prepared me for the next meeting I've went to or the next interview that I've went to. And I then ensure that I show prepared. I might have materials with me. I might have thought about what questions they might ask and how I might respond to them questions. You know, I think it prepares you. And I think it's important as well to go through failure so that you, you kind of know that that is a part of life. Obviously, we don't necessarily win everything and we don't necessarily get everything we want to get and it's, it's important to learn how to to get through that and to to find the positives in it exactly exactly yeah yeah absolutely without failure there is no progress is there mm-hmm. yeah right so you know on that you know it's as you've alluded to you know it gives you a sense of how the journey to success actually looks like you know i want to ask you what excites you about the future going forward from your perspective do you know what there's so much that excites me about the future i think just having a future in general excites me and just you know not knowing what's going to happen and i know that the unknown can be scary sometimes but i think it's also really exciting because you know you don't know what pleasant surprises might come along and I'm I'm excited about you know the people I'll meet and the experiences that I'll have and I'm excited to start traveling and tick some things off my bucket list I mean I've been a student for all of my life so I've not had much money to kind of go gallivanting everywhere I'd like to go so I'm excited to you know to to qualify and and get my first job and to then hopefully be able to you know buy my first car and, and buy a house and to just travel places and and see the world and you know kind of much further down the line I'm excited to to get married and potentially have children I think there's there's lots to be excited about and I'm excited to see you know I think society is constantly improving as well I think we're constantly rethinking things and reflecting on ourselves and I think that I'm excited to see how society develops too all right yeah that's a lot to look forward to you know you've got your goals listed down and I can tell you you know once you set yourself some goals and you tick them off you get excited about achieving the next one and then that has a domino effect and you know you you end up becoming an absolute machine when it comes to progressing and you know ticking things off even if you know we're not we're not talking like massive massive goals it could be something as small as like uh, tidying up a bookshelf or something like that you know you, you feel a real sense of accomplishment for completing something you've challenged yourself to do and that's really really important and I really love your answer you've encapsulated everything oh thank you so you know go on yeah go on sorry okay well, what I was going to say is um, it's just about you saying like how it can be something quite small as well uh, one of the things that I sometimes do is I'll make a little list about things that I'm excited about but I'll try and do things that I'm kind of excited for in the long run but I'll also try and incorporate things that I'm excited for in the short term so it might be like tomorrow I'm looking forward to you know going to the park or seeing a particular friend or or whatever it is what were you going to say oh no I I was going to move on to the next question actually (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) I'll go for it 
No, that, that's fine. I'm still learning that, by the way, like the audio editing, because like the previous episodes I've uploaded, because I think the only people who are giving me feedback, I think only four people like really close to me who are giving me feedback about episodes and stuff. And even you might give me feedback. But what I've seen is people comparing my podcast to established podcasts. And for me personally, I'm like, okay, how am I an established podcast? I've just started. So it's a bit weird because like, I think we're all guilty of it. No, I completely agree. I suppose it's like I mean it's not the same thing but it's like if I was you know exercising a few times a week and I was then comparing my, my body to a, a bodybuilder or something you know they they do that kind of full time whereas obviously you know if I'm exercising it's definitely not to the same extent and that's it I think it's it's important to realize isn't it we're all on different journeys and, and like you say you've got a lot of other things going on as well this isn't the only thing that you're focusing on yeah yeah and I think as well like to add to what you said you know looking back at some of the established YouTube platforms or podcasts and stuff you know some of them were started you know five years ago five to seven to ten years ago some people started even before that 10 15 and they're only getting recognition now so for me I'm doing this because I love talking and podcasting so you know having guests on it's been an interesting journey for me to be honest I'll tell you more at the end but yeah right so we'll move on and you know I want to know from you Chloe you know what helps you stay focused when you're completing a task or an activity yeah so I'll be honest staying focused is something I actually really struggle with you know I don't want to speak for everyone but I think that society now we are quite used to multitasking and kind of flitting from one task to another you know for example I might be sat eating my tea whilst also texting someone and watching tv I think we just get used to doing several things at once and kind of splitting our attention but I guess one of the things that does help me to stay focused is to try and eliminate some of the distractions so if I'm working on an assignment for example I like complete quiet I can't you know some people like a little bit of background noise and I just like it to be completely silent so I tend to kind of make sure all the TVs and radios and everything are switched off and and if there are people in my house I tend to shut myself in the back room close the door so that there's less chance of me hearing them and I I also think I like to have quite a, a tidy workspace I mean at the moment my workspace is not tidy you'd laugh if you could see the state of it but normally I I do like a tidy workspace I think it it stops me from getting distracted kind of you know clear environment clear mind that kind of idea you know I think some people as well they prefer to work in the library for example whereas I personally I like to be at home because I'd get distracted by other people if I was in the library and I think another thing that helps me to stay focused is writing lists so sometimes I might be working on a particular task but I'm having these really distracting thoughts because I'm thinking, oh, I need, to, I need to wash the pots and I need to order this thing for son-to-son's birthday. And so it helps me to write down whatever I'm thinking about so that I can then let them thoughts go and get back to the task that I'm meant to be focusing on. Because I think otherwise I, I worry that I'll forget whatever it is that I'm thinking of and then I'm just getting totally distracted. But if I make a little list of like things that I need to do, a little to-do list, I find that quite helpful. And again, I've already mentioned this, but I think reminding myself about the end goal is quite helpful because I think sometimes I'll get distracted from a task because I'm maybe feeling a little bit bored of it. But I think to remind myself of why I'm completing that task, that then gives me that motivation to stay focused on it and continue with it. 
No, I, I, I agree. And I think, you know, on, on what you mentioned about the workstation, as you said, you know, it, there's no shame in having a messy desk. We've all been there. I had one case during my internship where somebody, you know, came to see me and obviously like I had papers. It wasn't completely disorganized. I think it was because I had some tissues on my desk. So I had some hand tissues and they'd come out of pack and they were a bit all over and I had an empty glass of water and like an empty glass of coffee and people are like wow your desk is organized you know the sarcasm and I'm like this is how I work I like having a tidy desk but sometimes when you're doing multiple things you know you tend to be all over the place and then that's what results in it becoming messy so it's okay <laughs> yeah I think it's okay if it's kind of organized mess if that makes sense I mean sometimes you know my, my table in the back room it will look like it's a mess but actually I know kind of when where things are and it's helpful to me but my mom might come in and kind of move things around and I think oh you know <laughs> like I need it to look how it looked but yeah yeah I can't disagree with that <laughs> it's, it's, it's the way we live really so you know on that you know with with you mentioning that you know sometimes you multitask you can be doing multiple things at the same time you know I'm pretty sure in situations like that that can become a bit stressful so you know I'm interested to know how you manage yourself uh, you know through those stressful times yeah uh, so one of the things that I find really helpful is keeping a diary um and I've done this for years and I actually I think because I was so busy I stopped writing a diary and um, as part of my course we have to undergo personal therapy and whilst I was in therapy I started talking about keeping a diary and my, my therapist had said you know well, well why don't you start doing that again and so I did and, and I find it so helpful I find it a little bit more time consuming if I'm writing a diary so what I actually tend to do is I tend to record myself on my phone and just talk about whatever it is that's on my mind and even though you're not talking to anybody even though you're not kind of getting any sort of response I find it surprising at how much clarity it gives me I think it really helps me to organize my thoughts and again I think it's a little bit like I'd said earlier when I said about you know making a list when I've got distracting thoughts I think it's similar to that you know if I get it out there then I can then let go of it if that makes sense so yeah and I think another thing that I've recently started doing is meditating which I I find really helpful because I think prior to starting meditating I used to either be kind of in the past or in the future I'd constantly be kind of thinking of one or the other whereas meditation does help you to really come back to the present moment which I've found really helpful and it's surprising you know how many different videos there are on YouTube like guided videos for meditation there are and, and so if I'm feeling you know anxious I can quite easily just type into Google you know meditation for anxiety and I find that really helpful but definitely with stress I think it's important to recognize when you are becoming stressed so for me I kind of recognize that I'm becoming stressed if I start to be a little bit snappy with people that's kind of a sign for me and I think okay I need to take some time out now I need to relax and de-stress and you know I think it's important to prioritize our mental health and our well-being all of us live very busy lives and you know we've often got a lot of things on our to-do list but I think that you need to prioritize yourself above anything else and so if you are feeling stressed I think it's really important to just take some time out to do whatever it is that helps you to de-stress you know do some of the things that you enjoy it could be exercising or going for a walk or socializing whatever it is I think it's really important to find time for them things 
And yeah, I know I said earlier, I enjoy going outdoors. And I think that's something that really helps me to de-stress as well, just getting out in the fresh air and, you know, just being with nature, I guess. Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, taking a step back from things where you know you're getting stressed and it's building up, taking that break can help you in the long run. Because when you come back to that original task you're working on, you've got a refreshed approach, you're relaxed. And now you've got a new way of thinking. You know, subconsciously, I think we face challenges and we we hit a brick wall. When we take a step back, our brain is working in the background at finding solutions to that problem. And then when we go back to it, you get a lot of light bulb moments. I don't know if you've ever had that. Like you have a lot of light bulb moments and you're like, oh, wait, what? I never thought of this before. So it helps us definitely. And like you said, no, mental health is important and it should be everyone's number one priority before they do anything else. So yeah, you know, we'll carry on from there you know and I'd really like to know Chloe you know what what would you say are your strongest qualities and you know which one would you say you'd like to pass on to somebody else I'd probably pride myself in kindness I would definitely like to think that I'm a kind and caring person and I think that would be something I'd like to teach other people because I really believe that you know the world would be a better place if if everyone was kind and it's a little bit like that quote isn't it in a world where you can be anything be kind and so I think that is something I'd like to teach people I'm not sure you can teach kindness but I guess giving people love helps people to be kind that might sound a little bit cringy you know but I think if we show other people compassion they're more likely to be compassionate so yeah and I think my other qualities I think I'm quite adaptable I think that I can kind of adapt myself to fit with different situations whether that be professionally or in my personal life and I think that I can adapt myself to work with people from a variety of backgrounds and with a variety of experiences which I think can be quite important and I I think I'm quite brave as well because I think even when something does frighten me I tend not to avoid it I tend to face it head on and obviously everybody's different and there's absolutely no shame in walking away from something you know or or not not engaging with something that does frighten you but the way that I work is that actually I feel more anxious if I do avoid something you know so if there's a task that is scaring me I tend to feel more anxious about it if I shy away from it so for me and for my mental health it actually helps me to to tackle it head on yeah yeah no, I agree you know you got you got to face as that saying you got to face the music at points in your life so you know it's, it's not about running away but you know sometimes avoiding it may build up and I think you know it's it's also in relation to you know the difference between doing something and then thinking about doing it I think a lot of the time a lot of the energy we have and obviously this is from my perspective like a lot of the time you know we think more and a lot of our energy goes to thinking about doing something instead of actually doing it so you know a a good example would be let's say I thought about buying a car instead of actually looking for a car to buy if I just kept thinking about okay it has that four wheels it needs to drive you know I was thinking about breaking down and calling emergency not emergency services but roadside assistance and all that stuff so that would be counterproductive instead of completing the actual task which is you know me just looking up cars I know it's a weird it's a weird example but I'm pretty sure people listening will understand what I'm saying that you know if you try something you want to do you learn a lot more than just from thinking about it yeah yeah absolutely right okay so you know the next question I'm, I'm gonna ask you and we are reaching the end by the way so you know have you ever felt there's something you want to learn or pick up you know going forward 
Yeah, I mean, I think in my professional life, I'd like to train in EMDR, which is like a therapeutic approach for helping people with trauma. And I've received EMDR myself because my my therapist that I went to was trained in it. And I really do believe it's a really, really good intervention. And so I would like to train in that in the future. And I think another thing is I'd, I'd love to learn a new language. I'd love to be able to speak another language fluently. In school, I'd done French and I got a B over overall so I didn't do too badly but you know if I was to try and have a conversation with somebody in French it you know it just wouldn't go well at all so I think yeah I'd love to be able to to speak another language fluently yeah yeah no I hear that and you know the thought of it not going well the fact that you're actually trying to have a conversation with somebody in French is a lot more valuable than obviously not trying altogether I think there was one example where I'm attempting to learn Spanish myself so I have a friend who's Spanish who also goes to Teesside who I on occasion I message him and I say okay I've got a voice recording of myself saying something in Spanish. Does it sound right? And, you know, he responds with the actual pronunciation of it. And, you know, he says to me, you know, he loves the fact that you're trying. Because he said, he said, like, back in Spain, that people would laugh at the fact that you're trying to speak Spanish, even if it's not your first language. But the difference they would make in terms of treatment is the fact that you're actually trying to, you know, diversify yourself and trying to, you know, entering their world instead of sticking in your own and they're sticking in their own. And then there's there's no connection you're trying to connect with them and we build a relationship by trying to speak the language so I'd say I think invest in, in French a bit more you, you'll probably get a lot more help from attempting to do it than not even trying yeah yeah that's true and I think it's nice that you you've got a friend that will support you in trying to learn Spanish I think that's really nice and it sounds as though you know you're doing it a lot which is really really great Thank you. You know, it's only the beginning and I think we can always get better and we learn every day. So it's a work in progress, I'd say. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, you know, in closing, what inspiring words would you tell all of the listeners who are looking to improve themselves? I think I'd tell them that anything is possible. So, you know, believe in yourself. Don't underestimate your abilities and don't give up. Just keep on going. And, you know, we've already talked about failure and and how that helps you to learn lessons, you know. So don't be too disheartened if you don't, you know, achieve your goal straight away or if something goes wrong or there's obstacles in the way, you know, just keep on going and you'll get there eventually. Yeah. Yeah, those are some truly inspiring words, Chloe. Thank you for sharing. That's all for today's episode of the Potent Podcast. Thank you all for listening and reaching the end of the show. I'd like to thank my guest, you know, the courageous Chloe for coming on and speaking. Thank you for joining, Chloe. Oh, thank you very much for having me. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify and Google Podcasts and on YouTube. Thank you all for listening. Until next time, be well and take care. If it ain't about the bag, I'm any social. I don't talk to nobody, can't be vocal about nothing else. Broke, do it for the cloud, nothing else. But me, I'm trying to make my family proud, nothing else. So that's why I'm any social. If we ain't talking dope, probably can't be vocal about nothing else. Broke, do it for the cloud, nothing else. But me, I'm trying to make my family proud, nothing else. So I let the money talk. And listen close Laughing to the back My deeper crack some decent jokes And most of y'all won't get it This ain't free This isn't smoke Bitch I rock the latest clothes You can find my shit in vogue Like the cap that I've been selling Cost the pretty dream The one I sold was thriller Purchased by a Billy Jean Oops I mean Dirty Diana Music by Danny and 3T